When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Fritz Frivolous with continuous live coverage of the corner of Curious Lane and Just Because Boulevard, the epicenter of the alien invasion. And this just in, King Kong is fighting the mobile suit Gundam. And of course, all of this is happening amidst World War IV, making it pure pandemonium. If only Captain Planet were still alive to save us all. Dude, could you imagine... Welcome, everybody. This is Tom Case. And this is Will Stark. Will, you know, before we get into everything here, I do want to mention that now that we've had our premiere episodes, the first three episodes premiered for Dude, Could You Imagine? Um, I'm really surprised that we actually had some really good feedback. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm pleased. I don't know if I would say I'm surprised, which <laughs> isn't to say I, I shouldn't say that I expected it, but I was, uh, I was confident in what we were creating. I'm glad to see that people like it, and thank you to everyone who's reached out to tell us how much you do like it. Yes, seriously, a big thank you to everyone. Um, <clears throat> I do want to uh, go through, and we actually even had some comments and stuff left on our YouTube and our iTunes. And mm-hmm. um, Yeah, thanks for the iTunes reviews. Those really help out the show, especially since we're so new. Um, I, I think they say the first two weeks in a podcast life are the most important, so um, by the time we're recording this, there's still one week left of those uh, first two weeks. Yes, exactly. But I I say surprise just because of the fact that I'm new to this, you know, podcasting world. And uh, I just wasn't I didn't know what to expect. So when I saw, you know, the good turnout, I was very surprised. I was happy, to Mm -hmm. say the least. Mm -hmm. But uh, I did want to go through and and read some of them. Like we had uh, on our YouTube page, we had uh, uh, Andrew Garcia. Um, He says, love this episode. Uh, he's talking about episode three, Pika Goo Goo Gachu. That does seem to be the most popular episode. <laughs> yes, it, it has been. Actually, that's the episode I learned the most from because of you were talking about Pokemon. Oh, for which sure. Which I, I do like Pokemon. I just didn't know that much you know, about it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he says, uh, I'm a big fan of Pokemon and didn't think of some of, topics, some of the topics you guys brought up. His three go-to Pokemon would be Charmander, Froakie, and Ghastly. Mm, interesting choices. He also says he can't wait for the next episode. So cool. well, we can't wait for the next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're recording it right now. Um, there's another one, too, I thought was really good here. Where from Haley Marchant. I think it's Marchant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode is so great. I really appreciate that Will knew so much about the Pokemon, oh, not being Pokemon. mere animals. <laughs> and every angle was covered. So well thought out. Great question, Tom. Thank you, Haley. <clears throat> yes, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm telling you, people loved 
people really did like the uh, the Pokemon one. Um, I did want to get to this this comment here though by Sage Satva. S-A-T-T-V-A? Uh, yes, Sage Satva. <clears throat> oh, you know? That. Okay. I've seen them comment on my other shows. Oh, okay. Right on. They stated that uh, on our episode, No Sleep, Just Smash, episode two, mm-hmm. um, they Sage Satva says, I can get 10 hours of sleep and still just be exhausted when I wake up, and I have to force myself to get up and not just pass out again. I so wish I could just not need to sleep. Absolutely. <clears throat> exactly. Also, man, that's rough. Yeah, and I mentioned in in that episode that a friend of mine actually suffers from those same symptoms, and they found out that it's not well known, but there is a um, <clears throat> there is a condition called um, idiopathic hypersomnia, and I forgot. I remember when we recorded that episode, I was trying to explain to you what it was, and mm-hmm. I could not remember the name. But so it's called idiopathic hypersomnia, and I guess uh, you know other people are inflicted with this condition so i think idiot means odd or um unique and i think pathic means that it is constant or chronic and then what was it hypersomnia meaning hyper not being able to sleep so oh really yeah that's what that's my interpretation what you said i've never heard of it but that's I, it sounds yeah, like the I've, I've never heard of it either this person can't sleep is the name of that disease but yeah, yeah, yeah well this rough. person could only do another well could only sleeps like that's what oh, like when yeah like, hypers oh it's insomnia <clears throat> is not sleeping so hypersomnia would be constantly yeah sleeping. constantly sleeping that's oof. then we also had uh some of the uh itunes <clears throat> comments here here's one from kano 25 <laughs> he says Hilarious, informative, and entertaining. It's the perfect podcast. Tom seems to always <laughs> ask the right questions, and Will always has insightful and thought-provoking answers. Oh, thank you. I'll definitely be listening again. Oh, and I would definitely use my mind control powers to make money. And after, <laughs> and <laughs> this is the part that made me laugh. And after listening to the podcast, I've decided not to live forever, even if I'm ever uh, given the choice. Wise choice. <laughs> yes. Wise choice indeed. Yes. You definitely brought up the the uh the immortality the perils of living yeah of living forever indeed but yeah you know i'm I'm very glad that uh people are enjoying it and leaving comments like like will said it helps us out so we hope to hear a lot more from you guys so i think we should get into this all right let's do it hadouken sonic boom psycho crusher If you're a fan of classic arcade fighting games, you might recognize these moves from the critically acclaimed Street Fighter franchise. Widely regarded as one of the most entertaining and successful fighting games, its cinema counterpart left fans questioning, can a live-action Street Fighter film attain the same level of success? How would you reboot Street Fighter? Let us hear from two top movie executives, Will and Tom, as they try to script out an answer. Well, <clears throat> soon a new Mortal Kombat movie is going to be coming out. Oh boy! Out, right? Okay. Yes, I did see this. You didn't see the new no, Mortal Kombat? No, I saw the trailer. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> However, I was thinking, what if they remade Street Fighter? Oh, because fuck yeah. I think dumb. that they really need to remake Street Fighter. <laughs> Don't get I me... love the first movie. Are you kidding me? Or I know the only movie. Yeah, only live action movie. Only live action movie. True. Yeah. Well, well, no, no, there's two of them, technically. No. The, the other one is Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li. 
Oh, right? that doesn't count. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. One of the major characters of Street Fighter, yeah, that yeah. doesn't count. Well, right? no, this that movie doesn't count. <clears throat> yeah. We don't talk about that movie. Well, don't get me wrong. When when I first saw the the first Street Fighter movie, yeah. I you know, yes, it was enjoyable because Very... I used to play Street Fighter uh-huh. All the time. In yes. my house, dude, I was king of Street Fighter oh, on the console. We yeah. And I'm talking about we had, we actually so had. On Super Nintendo. Or... Yeah, it was on Super Nintendo. Yeah. And we actually had competitions, like we, tournaments. Oh, we you had, did no attorneys? Dude, That's we cool. had tournaments of, you yeah. know, family members and friends and like, you know, my brother's friends, my friends. Yeah. And we would all go through and I, usually I came out on top mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. However, you put me in front of the arcade game and I sucked. Okay, I, so you were in practice with the the whole joypad. I could not. No, I can. Later on, my brother actually did got get one of those for the Nintendo, and yeah, yeah. I it was at that point I realized you know maybe I wasn't as good as I you thought. Didn't have what you it know, takes. yeah, I didn't have a take. <laughs> but with the stupid joystick, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. give me the console, I mean, the give me the controller. Like how the pros do it, though, right? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, you but, know me. I'm a Smash player. I'm not a proper fighting video game. Uh, Connoisseur, if you will. I'm actually yeah. trash at fighting games. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm no, very. I thought I'm, you like uh, Smash Bros. I like Smash. I just said it's not oh, a traditional yeah. fighting game. Oh and yeah. Honestly, okay. it took a lot of practice for me to become like mildly mediocre. Is what I would call myself at Smash. Better than average, but like yeah, like I, I'll get schooled by anyone who like is actually good. I don't know. I don't know. I, I remember seeing you play. You're like you, you were trying to teach me something. I, mean, though, I was trying. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate but, it. <clears throat> when I Street did Fighter. when I did see Street Fighter, it, mm-hmm. it was entertaining. But even then, I was very I was disappointed. I was disappointed that. How old were you when the, when the Street Fighter came out? Okay, because I was a very small child. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Let's go. Let's go through some Fritz facts here. Okay. So the movie came out in 1994. Okay. So I would have been five. So I been five years old. I was 15. I oh, okay, oh, I can wait. see where yeah. the disappointment's coming in now. Okay, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I had, my taste for the movie was, you know, yeah, you were, you wanted something a little bit more, less yeah. campy. Yeah, exactly. I wanted something that was like <laughs> the Street is Fighter real. is real, yeah. and I want to see it on screen. <laughs> um, you know what? Oddly enough, is they categorized that movie as action sci-fi. Which, well, it's got some like. Tech that doesn't exist in yeah, it. Yeah, but I would have thought, like, it would have been more martial arts. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's more fighting. You know what I mean? Like, You know, I don't remember. I'll tell you what I remember a lot about the movie. I don't actually remember a single fight scene for that movie. I remember, wow, like, really? talking <clears throat> and yeah. yelling at each other and really corny costumes. And I remember <laughs> yes. loving it. Yeah. But I don't remember what any of the fights looked like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was it was definitely like I said I I it was entertaining at the time only because it was more Street Fighter content right, right yes. that you can absorb but right 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 you know uh, let's see they also had the cast the main cast was like so Jean Claude Van Damme JCVD one of the best I think martial art action stars out there I mean Bruce Lee's to me is, is the best but you know Jean Claude Van Damme made some really good movies Bloodsport you know I things like that. It. You have, oh no, man. I, I don't if, know. I don't know if I've seen a single one of his movies that wasn't Street Fighter. Quite frankly, I didn't know he was a Street Fighter. Oh, oh yeah, that's he plays Guile, right? Oh, he's the main, okay. Yeah, okay. that's Jean Claude Van Damme. Okay. Right? Um, the actor, there's an actor, Raúl Julia. He was M Bison. Okay. And uh, I think I'm pronouncing this name correctly. Ming Na Wen was Chun Li. Okay. She was Chun Li. 
And <clears throat> I don't know, this, the original movie was just so, it was so campy, you know what I mean? Like, it I was mean, so campy, so cheesy. The era the <clears throat> movie came out in, though, like, I mean, think about, think about this. Like, that movie came out in 1994. Mm-hmm. The next time they did a video game movie that was any good was, I don't know, I mean, debatably, Silent Hill is a trash movie to some people, even though I love that movie. And I love the yeah, series as true. well, like... Traditionally, Hollywood has not done justice to video games because they don't really respect the source material. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about like a fighting game with basically no storyline in an era before they even considered making video games move- as movies like as a thing. Yeah, you so. know what? And you you bring up actually you bring up something that I was already thinking about. If they were trying to remake this movie, and you know. You're right. It doesn't have one singular story because each character kind of has their own thing that they're going yeah, for. Yeah, everyone's got their own like background and you know, there's a little bit of lore and then the rest of the game's just fight. Yeah, exactly. Like, everyone and, wants to kick Bison's ass for some reason. Yeah, for That's one reason story. or another, yeah. they they want to Bison's kick a Bison's Let's go get butt, him. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. But like you know, you would have to. You couldn't do that in a movie. You know what I mean? You couldn't like tie in everybody's story. There and, and the roster of fighters no, kept growing and I mean, growing. And your obvious stars, Ryu and Ken. Yeah, and yeah, Ryu, like, Ken. Yeah, that's why I was thinking Power like trio. if they were to remake it, you you would probably have to stick with a more traditional roster of fighters. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I mean, you you wanted you would want to stick with Ryu, Ken, E Honda. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the 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 Street Fighter Two roster, not. The more expanded roster. Yeah, if you had the sure, expanded yeah. roster, it would probably have to be things There'd where be a lot people of cameos. make cameos. Yeah, 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 you know what yeah. I mean? Um, I mean, traditionally, Ryu and Chun-Li and Ken are the three main characters. The main, yeah, those yeah, usually are the main those characters. Are the three, yeah. And in fact, the, the other movie I was, you know, that they actually did make of Street Fighter called Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. No, I've never actually seen that. <clears throat> so I saw that one, okay. right? And I was hoping, right? I was hoping <laughs> for a much better that movie. That was your first mistake. Yeah, okay, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, me, I, I'm always hopeful, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> Fritz Facts on this movie came out in 2009. Okay. So. A full 15 a full years full later. full 15 years later. Yeah. Um, this one is finally categorized as action slash okay, martial okay, arts. Okay, here's my, here's my question. Yeah. Before, sorry. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt the facts. Is this a direct sequel? Like, is this considered canonically within? No. Okay. <laughs> right? It's, that's probably good. It's probably not a bad thing. That's, that, that's where my hope was lying okay. was in that they, they were going to just reboot it right i was like oh okay i get it this one's going to be called a reboot of a street fighter like cinematic universe starting with a chun li origin story I that's would, what i, I would thought get behind, i don't know why you thought that but i would get behind that idea yes well <laughs> that's because the name of the movie was called street fighter the legend of chun li yeah, so i thought good, that is a good name for the movie that we've hypothetically come up with that didn't actually happen no, this one, that's well, the this name movie, of this movie. Yeah, I yeah. know. Oh, I know. yeah, oh, yeah, that's you're saying, saying, yeah. So but I that's what my thought yeah. process was. I was like, yeah. so then the next one was going to be like Street Fighter, you know, maybe The Legend of Ryu, or I don't know, whatever Street they're going to call it. Street Fighter 2, The Rise of Bison. Yeah, The Rise of Bison. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. That's really good, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but that's what I was hoping for, right? That's what I was thinking they were going to do. Dude, I'd pay do. a lot of money. I would donate to that Kickstarter of uh, yes. Street Fighter Cinematic Universe. Yes. I know. You know what I like, Whoever it, like makes movies out there, I know there's a lot of people, you in Hollywood, you know, just contact me and Will, yeah, and sure. you know, we will be concerned. Our Hollywood execs, yeah, execs who <laughs> listen to this podcast. Yeah, come on, guys. Um, but uh, so 2009, right? It's uh-huh. an action martial arts film. Sure. Okay, now this is where it gets really interesting. Oh, okay. Okay, I don't. You probably don't know this actress. No. Um, okay, her name is Kristen Crook. 
Okay. Or it's either Kruk or Kruik. I, okay. I don't know if you pronounce that. She plays Chun Li. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I like this actress. She's good. She was most notably uh, probably famous for being on Smallville as. Um, I never saw that. Either. <clears throat> yeah, Smallville. I know it. Yeah, uh, as um, <clears throat> um, Lana Lang. Right, oh. that's who she played. Superman's first love. Yeah. Okay. Right, and she was really good in that show. Sure. Right? I, I watched that show. I okay. like that show. But yeah. as Chun Li. I, I don't, don't know what this person yeah, looks like. Yeah, I know. That's you know what? I yeah. I'll have to I'll have to like show okay, you. Yeah. Like cuz all I got is the name of a person I've never seen from shows I've never watched. <laughs> playing a character who I only know a little bit about. Yeah. So, this is what she looks like. Right? That's who they got to play Chun-Li. Okay. A Chinese character. Yeah, Chun-Li is right, supposed to be Chinese. Who like, you know, I don't know if Kristen Crook has any Asian, you know, descent I mean, in her or, you know. This was also it came out at a time when whitewashing of ethnic yeah. characters was way more rampant than it is now. Yeah, that is true. So, I mean, not that that's an excuse, but yeah. All right, so we've already started off so, on the wrong foot. Yeah, like that so then I was like, okay, what's going yeah. on here? Uh an actor named uh Neil McDonough okay. uh is Who was M. Bison. Okay. I, I actually, I, I know I've seen him and stuff. I, I can't remember exactly yeah. everything. So Bison was, was this the, the Tuesday Bison showed up at her village and fucked shit up? Uh, you know what? On this one, yeah. This uh, Chun-Li is like a detective, uh-huh. right? And yeah, she's yeah, trying, she works for Interpol. Yeah, yeah. And she's trying to, you know, like, it's the same. It's just same. Yeah. It, the technique, on this one, it's actually M. Bison comes in and he actually takes over the crime in, in all of, I think it's in Tokyo. Okay. I, 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 or was it in Tokyo? I don't know. Somewhere. He's taking over the crime there and he's unstoppable. Yeah. And so obviously, you know, Chun Li comes in yeah. and she puts together another team, you know, people who are going to come back, you know, by fighting, right? Yeah, sure. In the of streets, course. right? The, the, street yeah. fighter. Yeah. But, uh, in the street. Yeah. yeah. In the street. Street <laughs> okay. fighter, right? Okay. So, All right. uh, Chris Klein plays a character named Charlie Nash. I'm not familiar with that. Fighter, I think there is a Charlie Nash in one of the Street Fighter games. I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> now, I thought this was a pretty good uh, casting. Michael Clark Duncan, mm-hmm. you know who Michael Clark Duncan yes, is? I know is. Green Mile, yes. Uh, Balrog, that's the, pretty cool. The boxer, yeah, yeah, I thought that was really good. You know, yeah. Fun story about Balrog is uh, Bison and his names were actually switched when they transferred a Street Fighter from Japan to America. Oh, could, really? Yes. Um, Barog's name was supposed to be M. Bison as a reference to Mike Tyson. Mm. But they thought it was too close and they didn't want to get sued, so they switched the name. Bison was originally supposed to be Barog. Fact fiend will right here, folks. <laughs> Boom. As I see it. If I'm you, sure there's people who knew if that. If you get anything from this podcast, it's going to be at least some edumacation <laughs> from Will here. Um, I didn't know that. No, that, that's a that's a, that's a a good piece of information. And as a matter of fact, you know, when you mentioned uh, Mike Tyson, so... Back to the original question of if they remade Street Fighter. We have not addressed the question. I, I just oh, yeah. We haven't that. addressed yeah. it yet. No, but I wanted to mention that they really need to cast Mike Tyson as Balrog. Like, I mean, he is Mike Tyson. You, mean, know, you know, like, that's what... I haven't right? seen Mike Tyson lately, but, I mean, isn't he in his mid to late 50s? Like, could he play Oh, he could definitely does still play. Does he have play. the acting chops to do this? I don't care if he does or doesn't. I don't just, think Mike Tyson <laughs> should be playing a Street yeah. Fighter character. I mean, he's just going to play one of the... He's, you know, <laughs> Balrog. He's going okay. to play one right. of the M. Bison's lackeys. You okay. know what I mean? Like, okay. he's going can, out there. I right? can get behind that, I guess. Fighting in the streets. Oh, you know gosh. what I mean? Right? Okay. Um... 
And then, and then the the last casting that that I have for on, on Legend of Chun Li is his name is Robin Shu. Mm-hmm. He plays Jen in this movie, but he also plays Liu Kang in the original Mortal Kombat live action film. Okay, oh, yeah. gosh, okay, yeah. yeah a- um, I like him. He's a really good actor. I oh. thought he did really good as, with Liu Kang. Um, I hardly remember. It's oh, been, really? It's been so long. I was Man. a child. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait for the new Mortal Kombat film. To it did out. look cool. Um, yeah. So, so what's your question here when it comes to Street Fighter? Like, what are you what are you asking? What would be the main ingredients to make this one finally successful? Okay. You know what I mean? Um, because I don't feel like the other two did Street Fighter justice. Right. To me, right. I, like I said, I was you know Street Fighter was a major part of my childhood growing up. Yeah. And I want to see. A movie that finally brings it into the light that it should have on it. You right. know what I mean? Okay. All yeah. right. Um, I'm a fan of the anime movies. <laughs> yeah, I've the anime them. movies They're are very good. good. Yeah, they are good. Um, so I would maybe lean towards doing a live action adaptation of one of those, possibly. Um, mainly because I would love to see a live action uh, rendition of the fight between Chun Li and Vega, because that shit was dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah, but um, but besides that, I kind of like the idea of the of an MCUI's version of Street Fighter. Although I don't know how far you could carry that. Maybe yeah. a trilogy, but no. I, but, uh, I think okay, if you're okay, so far as storylines go, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. They need to pick out a storyline from one of the animes because. Yeah. Those storylines are just so, they're just so good. You know I mean, what I mean? It, like, it's the difference between a studio that respects the material they're adapting and a studio that doesn't. Yeah, like, exactly. That's just how that goes. It's why the MCU movies are good and the DC movies suck ass. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but it is true. I mean, they, I don't know why, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, but, uh, and then the other thing is too, you're right. I don't see this being able to, have you know multiple movies like it like the it doesn't Marvel have 70 years worth of a back catalog yeah. that marvel comics does so probably sure. a trilogy i think a trilogy a would trilogy be very would, nicely done yeah 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 i would say a trilogy mm-hmm. a trilogy would work um that way because we have such a wide cast of characters theoretically mm-hmm. speaking this gives way more time to be able to give enough focus to each of them yeah so i also feel like Another aspect that would finally bring way more success to doing a, a new Street Fighter movie is instead of M. Bison being the big baddie mm-hmm. at the end, I really think it should be someone like Akuma. Like oh, yeah. Somehow yeah, bringing that. into to where you think it's M. Bison this whole time. Yeah. And yeah. they finally catch and they get, and, you, and then you find out like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. He answers to someone. And who does, who is that? Akuma. I that, think that would that'd be cool. You know. See, here's where we're getting into like I don't know enough about Street Fighter lore to know where Akuma fits in the hierarchy of the stuff Ryu has to deal with. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in the in the in the lore of Street Fighter too, I, I I'm also probably not correct, and you know what I mean, like because I know Akuma is is like. You know, he was like the other side of the coin for like Ryu, yeah, or like his master. Yes. You know what I mean? So. But I I just liked him way more better as a as a as the bad guy mm-hmm. because of the of his powers. Just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And Bison, don't get me wrong, he's powerful and everything. But having someone like Akuma is like you know trying to fight your shadow self. You know what I mean? Like yeah, trying and there's to value like, in the antagonist that mirrors your protagonist. You see yeah. that a lot. You see mm-hmm. it a lot, a lot in origin stories for any of the Marvel movies. Almost all, all the time, if it's a, a hero's first movie, they're fighting a dark version of themselves. Whether you're talking about Iron Man or um, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. or I'm trying to think, what, what other origin movies do we have? 
from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Hulk, Hulk, the Incredible yeah. Hulk fights Bad Hulk. Yeah, um, yeah. Abomination. Yeah, yeah basically, Abomination, yeah. yes. So it, it's, a, it's a common trope and it's common for a reason. Um, again, see, I'm coming from an uneducated standpoint here, but to me, that says that Akuma should be like a separate villain, reuse private villain. Uh, yeah, a, a, a mirror self that he has to struggle with, mm-hmm. while also everyone is struggling with the greater threat of Bison. That's why I think he should be someone that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you're right. He probably should be someone's like more personal story. Yeah, because I don't. Know? I mean, again, I don't know the lore, but mm-hmm. based off of looking at the character and playing the video game, Goma always struck me as like this lone figure of darkness. Yeah. Well. Bison is a lawful evil, evil organization. Yeah, organization. Like, yeah, yeah Shadowloo. Like, like that's a that real runs, threat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one person will like. I guess if you manage to kill Akuma, no more threat. Yeah. So, that's true. Versus if you kill Bison, he might have a bunch of minions that'll rise. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, also, uh, to go back on what you said in the uh, <clears throat> in the anime to see Chun Li versus Vega, mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking another interesting cast for Vega would mm-hmm. be the actor that plays um, the Mandalorian. Um, I forget his name now. Um. <laughs> I mean, I I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> I haven't seen The Mandalorian. Did you watch uh, Game of Thrones? Um, I did. Yes. Uh, he's the he's the guy that the mountain kills. Uh, oh, by that guy. His face. Um, um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Yes, he kills uh, the the sun spirit pedro pascal pedro pascal yeah pedro That's pascal cool. you want him to play vega <clears throat> i don't no, 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 know no, no, why no, no. but i kind no, of no, feel no, no. like his his he vega, the no, no. And... vega's whole thing uh-huh. is ridiculously youthful gorgeous man beauty like mm-hmm. pedro pascal is a handsome man but he's you don't think he has his... the right man beauty <laughs> no he certainly does not <laughs> who would you think has man beauty um, enough it would vega. have to be probably someone young and unknown we would be having oh, to look yeah, at someone yeah. between the ages of 19 and 25 Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, I don't know beautiful 19 to 25 year old men. Like I don't know the, that acting demographic. <laughs> but um, but yes, that so like I mean that's his thing. Like Vega is like a, a world famous model, and he wears the mask to protect his money maker, which is his flawlessly beautiful face. Yeah, so. yeah, I can I can see that. Um, also, too, the other person I was thinking, and I'm probably not going to pronounce his name. Okay, <laughs> correctly. But he's known as the Mountain. So if I say the Mountain, I think you know who. Well, like, it depends. You know. There was two actors that played the Mountain. Uh, the younger half, Mountain, half half poor Julius. The second Bjornsson. <laughs> See, yes. I don't. I don't think I'm saying it was the Icelandic right. yeah. second guy, and I yes, he would make a great Zangief. Zangief, yeah, yes. exactly. I mean, well, that would be the. He would look like a great Zangief. I don't mm. know if he would act like a great Zangief. And those are like points where it's 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 always hard because yes. like. I don't know. Like the only thing I know him from was in Game of Thrones, and there wasn't a lot. He didn't speak. Yeah, he didn't speak. That's that's the problem. (laughs) Would be like you would just look at him and be like, oh yeah, that's Zangief, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, Zangief's got personality though. Like he talks. Yeah, he's always like yeah, because he's a wrestler. You know what I mean? He's he's like he has that like wrestler mentality. I mean, if that actor can bring it, then sure. Yeah. See, but, I wish you had told me what this question was going to be before we did this. I could have come with never a cast. Enough. You well, never I don't, but in this case, like, I could have come with a cast to counter everything that you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, well, we could think of it if you want now. You uh, know, I, I don't know actors fast enough. Like, yeah. I won't be able to think of them well enough. But, no, you are right. Like, it, it, you know, you would look at him and be like, yeah, that's Zangief. And then it would be so disappointing if then you're like, okay, action. And then he's like, 
Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's just yes. like, oh man, yeah. like what the heck? Um, I'll, I think when it comes to these movies, though, I would like I would like an MCU balance when it comes to like uh, a balance between like true to the original content, but also modernized and made more realistic so it's believable on screen, and yet at the same time, there's enough like humor and campiness that it's still a fun watch. Like, yeah. I okay. So basically, I'm saying the, the what I think the best approach for a Street Fighter adaptation would be essentially the MCUification of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect uh, example franchise that would would translate exceptionally well in that way. Yeah. Versus I, Mortal Kombat, which definitely would not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I do think uh, those are the main points. If we're gonna, if they're ever gonna do a new, you know, Street Fighter adaptation, it definitely has to be. Pick a storyline from one of the animes because the, they're they're just really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so I think what we're saying here is that Disney needs to buy Capcom. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Disney, there's your next purchase, Capcom. We could get a Mega Man movie too out of that. <laughs> that oh, could you imagine a Mega Man movie? I didn't even think about that. You know, what? Mega Man movie would be awesome. Yeah. That's something I would I definitely watch a Mega see, Man movie. You know what I mean? Especially I don't know with, if I would trust them to do it well, but. Yeah, that's always that's always the the concern. You know what I mean? You, you get so excited for something and then you watch it and you're like, why did they do that? You know? Yeah, again, for me, it comes down to respect of source material or not. Yeah, but that's just my opinion. So Disney, Kevin Feige, if you're listening to us, I'm sure you are. You know what to do. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but dude, could you imagine? Breaking news, a new study suggests leaving an iTunes review is very important for newly created podcasts. So to nurture your new favorite podcast, make sure to leave an iTunes review. This has been Fritz Frivolous, reminding you to like, comment, and subscribe. Will and Tom, back to you. Ladies and gentlemen, this bout is scheduled for one fall. Introducing first, fighting out of the DC Universe... This character hails from Detroit, Michigan. He possesses advanced sensory systems and scanners, inbuilt weaponry including a sonic cannon, capable of flight, and has self-regenerative systems. He's also known as Victor Stone Cyborg. And fighting out of the Marvel Universe, he hails from Long Island, New York. He can achieve supersonic flight. He has energy repulsors and missile projectiles along with regenerative life support. He is the genius billionaire playboy philanthropist, a.k.a. Tony Stark. He is Iron Man. And now our two ringside commentators, Will and Tom. I don't know if you watched this. Actually, I don't think you did watch it because I, I asked you about it. <clears throat> but they, you know, they just released the four-hour you know, a Snyder cut, right, of Justice mm-hmm. League, which yeah. I actually ended up really liking it. It finally made me proud of the Justice League movie. Oh, okay. And uh, I was actually talking to my brother-in-law, Rudy, who who actually came up with a pretty good question, mm-hmm. which was, dude, could you imagine if Iron Man mm-hmm. fought Cyborg from the Justice League? See, I'm not familiar with Cyborg's powers from the movies. So, let's go to some Fritz facts here. Okay. Because I feel like 
we should, if we're going to do this, we should do the tale of the tape anyway of these two characters because you're right. You, if, you, if they're going to fight, you want to know what they're capable yeah, of. Yeah, I'm familiar with Cyber from the Teen Titans cartoon, which was one of mm-hmm. the greatest cartoons ever made. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very distinctly different from every other version of Cyborg. Dude, the Teen Titans cartoon is awesome. Yeah, yeah that was Yeah, I remember, <laughs> dude, that and I remember all those, the, the, what was that off of WB, I think? The cartoons? Um, no, Teen, they... T- Teen Titans was on uh, Cartoon Network. Oh, was it Cartoon Network? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, let's start with Cyborg then. Yeah. So, Cyborg, a.k.a. Victor Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was created by Marv Wolfman and George Perez for DC Comics. Uh, his first appearance in DC was DC Comics Presents number 29, which was in October 1980. Um, his place of origin is Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. and some of the affiliations he has, like some teams that he's been on, was of course Teen Titans and the Justice League, and he's part of Star Labs. I remember it was very controversial when he joined the Justice League in the New Fifty Two. I remember people were deeply upset about that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Why would- because before that, like Cyborg was an absolute nobody on the Teen Titans, which were trash in the comics and no one cared about. <laughs> yeah, and weren't good until the cartoon came out. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm sure people are way over that now because at this point, New 52 is old, 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 old news. Yeah. And not true. even relevant anymore, quite frankly. Yeah. But, but I mean, I you yeah. know, that I find that odd because like, well, you know what? I guess I'm, I'm kind of biased because I only saw him from Teen Titans, the cartoon. Right. So that's yeah. probably why I thought like, oh, Cyborg's cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, why would you cool. not? Yeah. Why would you not want him like on the Justice League or yeah. something? You know I what think I mean? people just felt like, well, yeah. With DC, it's like gods amongst men right now. So, right. So, like, you're thinking, like, of the Justice League as almost like the pantheon. It's like, yeah. is, does Cyborg deserve the, the apotheosis yeah, exactly. to be raised up along, you know, the greats like Superman, Superman Batman, Batman, Flash, you know, Wonder Woman, Green yeah. Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. True. I'm neither here nor there about it, but you, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell me more, please. Um, so, he, uh, okay, let's go over his abilities. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he has a genius level intellect. Okay. Right. And his cybernetic enhancements, uh, these are the abilities they grant him. Mm -hmm. Superhuman strength, uh, speed, stamina, endurance, and durability. Okay. Uh, He has advanced sensory system and scanners. So, like, uh, actually, they they, kind of show this in in the Justice League, which is where when Superman comes back. Spoiler alerts. (laughs) When Superman comes back, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, his system's recognize that superman doesn't recognize what's going on at the moment and he's Mm -hmm. about to attack and it his body kind of makes him attack superman like out of a defense mechanism you know what i mean like like his body recognizes a threat and so it's go it it sent this uh what do they call it here Uh, advanced sensory systems and Mm -hmm. scanners scanned a threat in his vicinity Uh and basically was making his uh body turn into weapons so that he could defend himself interesting right um he has inbuilt weaponry too. It's not just things that are like on his body. Mm-hmm. So his body converts to weapons. Right, sure. Um he can fly. Mm-hmm. This word I really love because we did an episode where we're talking about telepathy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can't fly in the comics. Just saying. Go ahead. Oh yeah. I'm not sure. See, that's the thing yeah. is I never I never really uh that must have been true about the comic Teen Titans not being great in the comics because I've never been interested in reading yeah, them. And I, I think the Judas, uh, the Judas contract, I think is the name of like the one story that everyone used to talk about back in like the eighties, early nineties. Yeah, and that's the only Teen Titans story I've ever heard was good. I haven't read it, oh, so really? I don't know anything about it. Oh, uh, yeah. well, I guess we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So this word here, technopathy. Techno, technopathy? I hate this word, but <laughs> you, you may it? continue. Yeah, I love this word. I don't, yeah. Like, I, I can so, only guess what it means. What was, what's your guess? I'm guessing it means that he can naturally communicate with all technology. Yes, yes. I, I don't like the... this question or this. I don't like anything about this. <laughs> really? Like, oh, if he can... Okay. Can he Aquaman this technology? Can he make it do what he wants when he communicates with it? Uh, Yeah, to a certain extent. So how could Iron Man fight him? Well, okay, just... it's not every... No, 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 but it's not... Okay. Yeah, it's not like that. You All know right. what I mean? It's okay. just... But we'll get to that because I I already had thought of that. You yes. know what I mean? Okay. Um, his uh, self-regenerative systems. Yeah. Uh-huh. Data manipulation. Mm-hmm. And um, he could generate boom. T- this says that he actually didn't have this power until the post relaunch of his character in 2011. Mm-hmm. But I guess he could generate boom tubes. Okay, you know, so like I guess teleportation, if you want to call it that. Yeah, sure. I don't. I don't think he. I don't know if he uses it like that. You know, where you mm-hmm. literally, you know, I'm going to go to Japan now and then boom tube over to Japan. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's sure. what he does with it. So now let's go on to someone we probably know a lot more about. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, do we need to? <laughs> Well, we did it for him. All right, sure. So, Iron Man, a.k.a. Tony Stark, created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Larry Lieber, and Don Heck for Marvel Comics. First appearance, Tales of Suspense, number 39, in March of 1963. Mm-hmm. So, it's quite a, quite a long time ago. Um, his place of origin is Long Island, New York. And some of the team affiliations, I mean, he's been on, I don't know how many, but I'll name three. He was on Avengers. He was in the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., um, he was in the New Avengers. I mean, he was in a bunch. Yeah. Right? Another fun fact about since we since we trash talked Teen Titans, yeah. uh, Iron Man was like a fucking nobody too until the movie came out. Like nobody cared about Iron Man until the movie came out. Like Civil War made people care. The not not the movie, but the actual yeah. Movie. That, and that was like the first time Iron Man was like truly relevant in a big way since his inception, since like the, his first appearance in the in the original Avengers. Um, he was yeah. he was what you would consider like a C minus lister. You know what's weird about that? So Iron Man, I did read some in the comics back when I yeah. was growing up, and yeah, yeah you're right. I, I never, you know, the Incredible Hulk was my favorite yeah. character, but mm-hmm. Iron Man was someone that I never like hated or or disliked. Yeah, but was it just... wasn't someone that I also was like, ooh, Iron Man, let me go right. out and get the new Which Iron is Man. Crazy issue, because you know I mean? like for the last ten years, he's essentially been the biggest, most famous superhero in the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and yeah, to and be honest, crazy. once he once he was in that movie, and he was it awesome. was awesome. Yeah, like when awesome. I saw that, yeah. I would you know I was like, man, Iron Man is so cool. You know, <laughs> very like, cool. Yeah. Um, so here's one thing in common: he also has a genius level intellect. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. He's proficient. He's a proficient scientist and engineer. Okay. He has a powered armor suit, which mm-hmm. grants him these abilities. Yes. Superhuman strength, speed, durability, agility, reflexes, and senses. Mm-hmm. He has supersonic flight, energy repulsors, and missile pr- projection, and uh, a regenerative uh, life support. Yeah. <clears throat> so, one of the things about these types of questions is DC versus Marvel is very difficult because yeah. they're essentially they're almost like two different genres, even though they they're super not. They're also very much the same genre. It's yeah. superheroism. There's a lot of same themes and motifs and all that other stuff. But what I'm what I'm trying to say here is like Marvel is a world of superhumans. DC is a world of literal gods, and I do mean literal gods because like Superman like is, will punch it, Zeus in the face. Yeah, exactly. And Hades gets involved. Like it's that level. Like so for me, when you say like okay, what are their abilities, and you say Cyborg has genius level intellect. 
and Tony Stark gets genius level into like to me because I know DC and Marvel well enough, I don't even view those things as the same. As the same. Like, oh, really? Genius level intellect in Marvel universe is not the same as genius level intellect in DC universe. I feel the same way about super strength. Like you say, someone has super strength in Marvel universe. I'm thinking Wolverine or Spider Man. You say someone has super strength in DC. I'm thinking Superman, Martian Manhunter, dudes who could destroy planets. Like, oh, okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, it's very difficult to have this conversation of like who would win. Mm-hmm. Cyborg would win. I don't think Cyborg should win. Iron Man is a way better character. Iron Man yeah. is way more <laughs> compelling. His powers are cooler. His abilities are cooler. Yeah. And his storylines are cooler. But Cyborg literally has to be able to play alongside the likes of which that can destroy planets with their minds. Like, mm-hmm. So he has to have like abilities that make so little sense with like technopathy or whatever. <laughs> yes. that, that like even their origin story is nonsensical to me. Yeah. I don't know the origin story of it, but I'm sure it's nonsensical. Because yeah. I know DC Comics. That's just the way they are. And yeah. that's fine. I love DC Comics. Yeah. But anyways... Yeah, and in, in, uh, well, no, I, I have to agree on, on some of those points in there. Like, but I, whenever people come up with these questions, like I, I know I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about because you're you're right. Mm-hmm. If this was just going to be something that was like in a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And they decided to do this, and you right. wanted a good storyline. Yeah, you're right. You have to Tony's, even the playing field. To, you you, you would have to even play field, but yeah. Tony Stark should win. Yeah. Reason being is because I do find his character more compelling, yeah. more uh, what do you call that? I, I could relate, even though I'm not a billionaire. I'm not you know a playboy philanthropist billionaire. Yeah. You know, and like, that's the crazy to me <clears throat> is. Marvel's characters are more grounded, and Tony Stark is a playboy philanthropist billionaire, yeah. and he is more relatable than DC. Than DC comic yeah, characters. exactly right. That's I think insanity. I think that's one of the main points that makes but the difference between DC and yeah, Marvel. But yeah. also, like that's what makes DC great too, is because it is these yeah, mythologies can, that are yeah. so much larger than life. Like it, it's it's like talking about like the gods of mm. Greek mythology, you know? Like, and, when you watch stuff like that or read a story from mm-hmm. DC, you don't have to sit there and think. You, Your mind can just escape and be like, wow, look at this person doing this yeah. fun, fantastic thing. Yeah. But but then in Marvel's universe, you know, you sit there and you do... Th- and this is the great thing about them is you sit there and you do think and you feel like, oh, what would I do if yeah, I had that? What would I, I, yeah, because you, you do feel a little bit more yeah. relatable to them. And even though things in Marvel do get very, very big the way they do in, in mm-hmm. DC... If you look at the Marvel Superman universe, it had to start small and slowly build its yeah, way up there. Exactly. Otherwise, you would have been kind of like jerked out of like the the realism of it all. Yeah, like you wouldn't have been. I don't think the world would have been sold on Thanos if we had started with yeah, Iron Man and Captain America and all the little stuff. Yeah, so. but you know what? That's one thing too. That that's another point. Um, I'm going to jump to real quick mm-hmm. <laughs> is that I do like the. Um, you know, I, I like how Marvel kind of, I don't know what the right word for this, downplays some of their powers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, when you start off with someone, like, with a Superman, like, mm-hmm. in DC, and he's so powerful, yeah. where do you go from there? You know yeah. what I mean? He's, okay, this happened, oh, send Superman, done. You know what Superman I mean? So like stories are best told when it's not so much about, like, Superman being his, a bad guy. It's more about, uh, along the lines of... What what moral, ethical, yeah, or philosophical exactly. quandary are we trying to like posit here mm-hmm. with Superman as our focal point? Because mm-hmm. Superman is a messianic character; he's not supposed to be relatable in the same way that like a Marvel character is, where it's like you could see yourself in them. Yeah. Superman is this ideal that like 
inspires you because even though you know it's not something you could ever be mm-hmm. like this good of a person this truly <clears throat> like immaculately perfectly perfect souled being like it is an ideal you can like try and uh, like reach towards yeah like yeah. i i know the ancient greeks had this idea of like trying to like reach towards perfection even though perfection is unattainable perfection of body mind and spirit like superman very much is is that perfection idealized that something that you would try and um achieve even though you know is unachievable yeah so. but it's something to look to look up to exactly yeah, someone to look it's up something to. to idealize but yeah. i i do like the fact that and yeah and you're right if you're going to do a good superman story that's how you have to do it mm-hmm. and uh yeah. that's kind of what he did in the snyder cut of uh, cool. justice league but I haven't seen it to, but... to go back to my point was like but you know i i do like how like it's not just there it's not already there their powers grow like in the Marvel universe, you yes, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, and in, in the DC, it's not. But um, now, I'm yeah. Trying to think so in Justice League, they all they all just already have their brush. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that being back before this new what, what's it called? The Zach what called? Cut? They call it the the Snyder cut. The Snyder cut because yeah. that's his name. Okay, um, I remember when the movie first came out, mm-hmm. or even I remember when that movie was first announced, and everyone was like, "What the hell? Like we haven't even like." Built up towards this, and we already got a Justice League movie. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And that is a big deal when it comes to narration. It's like you do, you have to have your setup, or your payoff doesn't pay much. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know. Anyway, to, to go to, I, I totally forgot my <laughs> first point though. Yeah. Was yeah, like when when you when people pose questions like this to me, like you do have to. I always put it in a neutral state at first. Right. You know what I mean, where you have to, you do have to even that playing field. Sure, okay. But I do agree that if it was just pure fighting, right, and they're going through, it would be, I do have to say, Cyborg, I think, would have the edge. And it would be because of that, whatever the word is. I mean, it's the overwhelming. I don't think yeah, it's an edge. I it's, think it's overwhelming. It's, yeah, it would, be, it would be overwhelming to the point where, yeah. you know, Iron Man has his weapons and most yeah. of them are finite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's going to run out of them yeah. sooner or later. But uh, Cyborg doesn't. Because it's his actual body, right? right. He's always going to have ammo or, mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever he's going right. to shoot at you or whatever it is. Yeah, sure. He's always going to have that when at a, at some point, yeah. you know, Iron Man will lose that. And that sounds... You know? I, I don't want to just sit here and keep bashing on DC, but that yeah. sounds terrible. Because I remember one of my favorite moments from all of the MCU was when Tony is running out of nanobots and mm-hmm. he's going up against nano and he's just throwing everything he has, you know, every mm-hmm. inch of himself, yeah. of his willpower, of his strength, and of his tech, and it's not enough. Yeah. And in the end, it isn't enough. And he gets stabbed and everyone in the theater gasped. And it was yeah. a magical moment. It but, was a magical moment. And especially like, when yeah. Thanos is like, all that just for yeah. a drop of yes, blood, exactly, you know? like <laughs> Exactly. Um but yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a contest, and I think you could do this with a lot of a lot of different characters. Like, who is um, an analog for, say, I don't know, a Green Lantern? I guess there really isn't one in in Marvel. It's not really an analog for Superman, Batman, or Green Lantern or Wonder Woman, really. Yeah, not not like them. Not yeah. like they. Are. Those would be the gods. Like, those you, are like what yeah, you were talking you about. Those are the gods. The Hulk like, against Superman, but like that's not a yeah. competition for multiple reasons. Number one, he could just chuck the Hulk into the sun. Mm-hmm. But number two is like, let's say Superman doesn't do that. Like Superman can move as almost as fast as the Flash. The Hulk will yeah, just exactly. never be able to touch him. Like mm-hmm. again, no contest. Yeah. Um, that's I, what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's it's too yeah. Their their characters yeah. are too if powerful. Any like, one character truly has a chance against like the DC heroes. It's Doctor Fucking Doom. Oh, you know, right, <laughs> Doctor Doom. Yeah, really. Yeah, definitely. But 
Probably not even him. I was thinking of someone. Uh, what's he called? The the Sentinel? Or no, no, the uh, the Galactus? No, 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 no. The um, the Living Tribunal. You know, the uh, one above all. Yeah, like the like you well, know what I mean. One, like yeah, the one above all doesn't. You count. know what I mean. The but, one above all is Stanley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. Come on, man. It's Stanley. No, yeah. no, but you're you're right. You know, these it it sucks, but like that's the way I see that playing out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty much. There's no contest with that. No, not at all. But dude, could you imagine? And that is all we have for you tonight. We will continue to bring you up-to-date coverage as new imaginings develop. Please don't forget to leave an iTunes review, like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Remember you can follow us on YouTube and on Twitter at DCY Imagine. And if you would like to contact us or tell us what you are imagining, you can email us at dudecouldyouimagine at gmail.com. This has been Fritz Frivolous, and from all of us here at Dude Could You Imagine, keep on imagining. I need some more water before I die. Dude, that actually went way longer than I thought we could carry that.